everybody. Welcome to the IGN Movies Podcast, Keeping It Real. Sorry, we uh, we missed you last week. We did indeed. We really meant to. I had everything prepped. We just, you know what, people? It's, it's Comic-Con. crazy. It's Comic-Con season. It's that time of year, man. Uh, but we missed out on, on predicting how White House Down would not do. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I, I think we dodged a bullet there because that was that was going to probably trip us up. I think. I mean, here 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 are the numbers. Not that we have any any uh, bets that were wagered there, but Monsters University stayed number one was forty five point six million. The Heat very strong second place with thirty nine point one million. War War Z held in there really good, third place with just under thirty million, and then White House down. Flopping with just shy of 25 million in fourth place, and then Man of Steel fifth place 20.7. Now people say, now Jim, why would why would White House Down be considered a flop at 24.9 million when Olympus Has Fallen debuted at only 30 million? Well, here's the deal: is that Olympus Has Fallen was made for I believe 70 million, and it made uh, well over 100 million worldwide. Yeah, Olympus Has Fallen was made for probably 150 million. Oh, White House Down was made. White House Down. I'm sorry, I keep I I screwed up in the box office writing <laughs> it up too. I said fourth place, Olympus Has Fallen. Everyone's like, ha oh, ha! I saw what you did. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, oh damn. Uh, so you know, it's it's all about the cost and and marketing and and what they call PNA. Good old. P and A. That's right. I don't. I'm not going um, any further. So yeah. So, but Monsters University, obviously a huge hit. It was the second biggest opening um, for Pixar outside of Toy Story three. And I, I, I will say that the week before, I, I was very close with the numbers. I actually did a pretty decent job on number one and two there. Well, um, it's nice that you can thank that. I, I, I actually was. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like last week, I, it, Monsters U. You know, it's one of those movies that. It was designed to succeed. Money in the bank. Yeah. So I mean, it, you, it's you know, it's not money in the bank for Disney. Lone Ranger. Oh. It's too bad. I really, oh. I, I really loved uh, that character, and and, um, but you know, my review is up on the site, and we'll talk about how it'll do, uh, at the end of the podcast. But so it's we've been doing this. Good. We've been doing this it's podcast not, for many bad. many years at this point, right? Yes. Probably like five years, and uh, and. Uh, we, Might we, even be six or seven we, at this point. Yeah, you're right. So we've been talking about Lone Ranger that whole time, pretty much, and <laughs> and now, and now it's it's coming out, and it's like it's it's another one of those movies that had so much legacy behind it, and it came out to it's like a puff of air. It's going to be nothing in like a week. Yeah, and that's kind of it's a shame. I it's amazing too. It's Johnny Depp, but is Johnny Depp really? I mean, is Alice in Wonderland, if uh. Well, no, I was going to strike this question because he's also got the Pirates franchise. But, you know, it seems like anything he's in that isn't Pirates outside of Alice in Wonderland doesn't really do well. Well, I, I think the the Burton stuff is does pretty decently for him. I feel like he, when he pairs up Except with... Except for Dark Shadows. That's true. That's true. That movie, oh man, that could have been so much, but it he, was He's so back low. to back now two summers in a row with big... Flops. I mean, well, look, we don't know how Lone Ranger is done yet, but the thing was so extraordinarily expensive. I mean, you guys might recall that, you know, they shut down development in that a couple of times because the budget was so high. I'm sorry, but in this case, the studio was right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another one of those cases that, and I think this is be kind of this is becoming a problem with Gore Verbinski, Jerry Bruckheimer, Duke, and like teamed up. Yeah, like I just think that like Verbinski does not know how to make a shorter movie, and he doesn't you know, know when enough's enough, and he doesn't know how to trim back set pieces, and uh, and I've liked stuff he's done, you know, but. Uh, I, I, it's just getting more and more bloated, and Lone Ranger is an example of that. I mean, just look at the last poster, like the final poster. There's so many characters squeezed into it, and there's so much going on in the background. And I'm like, this poster really epitomizes everything that's wrong with the movie. It's overstuffed. There's too much stuff going on, and you don't really care about any of it. And yeah. and But also, like, Johnny Depp's shtick at this point I'm really past it. I thought Tonto was going to be different. I thought he had said, like, you know, this is going to be a serious thing. It's going to be something that Native Americans can be proud of and all that. And not that it's, you know, uh, that it's some disparaging portrait. No, but it's just more of his silly, bug-eyed shtick and that sort of silent movie Buster Keaton-esque kind of body language <laughs> that he does that I'm just I'm done with it it's every movie is that it's like you gotta have something else up your sleeve man. do you think Benny and June ruined him forever like or do you think he think was Jack drawn, Sparrow did it or do you think he was drawn to Benny and June and the whole Buster Keaton thing like because I, I do think his his sort of second half of his career has really been about that that character and the physical actor of Johnny yeah. Depp and yeah. anytime he does something a little bit more intimate I'm interested in it but yeah I mean look when he did uh Donnie Brasco he's awesome. great when he did um Finding Neverland great I yeah. mean I want to see him play people again I'm tired of seeing him play cartoon characters yeah yeah and you know uh, he said some things that I I don't know that I would I kind of sympathize with he he's like you know what I'm doing right now I'm 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 securing my children's future well what the hell are they eating every day <laughs> but I you mean, know i he mean secured his children's future he's got an island for christ's sake you know? i think there's a way to do it and i think actually when you look at somebody like brad pitt that's you know i, I feel like he even even his the projects in his career that he that were unsuccessful he can still be proud of that that attempt. yeah even like the mexican which was not a great movie yeah you know it's like I tried that was Gore Verbinski, wasn't yeah, it? I tried that. Yeah. Uh, and it was him and Julia Roberts. And look, I, I feel like it was um, Brad Pitt. And I didn't really realize, you know, how solid his filmography was until we did this top 10 list on his movies for when World War Z opened. And I'm like, the guys made some pretty good choices. The like, stuff we left off the list was also very good. Yeah, you know, I was, mean, that was... The, he's actually... I don't think he gets enough credit for being yeah, a, a, a smart actor when it comes to his choices. You know? We left Meet Joe Black off the list. That's a good movie. Spy Game I enjoyed. Spy Game was good. We, oh, well, there's something else there was. Left there off was there. a... I mean, what, the Oceans movies didn't make it on there. Right. But I feel like the Oceans movies... They're a lot of fun. I like that. I like one and three. I hate the second one. The second one. one's terrible. Uh, it's the but, Iron Man 2 of the Ocean's 11. But I also feel like those are really, when I think Ocean's movies, I think Clooney. I don't always think of of Pitt in them because he is such the uh, the quiet sort of straight man in there. Right, know? right. Oh, Interview with the Vampires, the, the other Interview. one that people were talking about. Yeah. And he's good in that. I think. But again, what, I think Tom Cruise when I think that. His comments on that movie have kind of colored his performance for me because he said, you know, sort of after the fact in this uh, this lengthy um, interview that he didn't he didn't actually like what he did in the movie. Like he 
he felt like he he played it too down that he you know didn't go far enough with the character and then when you watch it back it's like oh yeah he's really it seems like he is holding back you know yeah yeah but he was also i mean it was very early on too in his screen career when he got that I mean, another one we left off that I, he's great and uh, in a small role and it's the thing that put him on the map Thelma and louise yeah and you know I, I think he's being hard on himself i still think that interview with the vampire is a great movie and he's great in it it's just you know it could have been more maybe you know what movie of his that is really like just trashed all the time, but I, I, I find it a bit of a, a guilty pleasure is Devil's Own. I thought you were going to say Cool World. And oh, like, cool World was awful, man. Terrible. Was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, let's dive into the last two weeks that were in, in genre <laughs> movie news. <laughs> not, not a huge amount of news this week, but let's, uh, because it's keeping it real, how can we not talk about Marvel? We got to do it. All right, Marvel Studios this week announced that they have acquired the Phase one rights to the uh, to the movies, the Marvel movies that Paramount had put out. So the first Thor, the first Cap, uh, Iron Man one and two. That's awesome. Um, so that means now when you get your your future box sets and all that, they can all be in there under the the one umbrella. <laughs> uh, but you know, also in the last couple of weeks, uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed coming back for Avengers two and three. So that. That uh, down to the wire thing was kind of a uh, has been settled, but no Iron Man four, you know, like no that's Iron not, Man four. That's not part of the package. This actually holds to what I think about Iron Man four, which is Iron Man four will probably happen later after the Avengers stuff occurs, and I think you're going to see a different person in the suit after Avengers four. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and then also, uh, Vin Diesel put out this very interesting message on his Facebook post that Marvel wants to take a meeting with them, which of course got everyone. I mean, they're, they're, the big running joke uh, among kind of uh, uh, my fellow bloggers is the whole like somebody should just start a co- site called uh, Take a Meeting, where it's simply <laughs> like we're going out for lunch and so everyone's tongues wag that so and so is attached to it. No, when they're simply just running something past you. Yeah. It'd be like if somebody wrote a story every time someone IM'd you, like, hey, what do you think of this? You know? <laughs> well, that um, is big news when, when he Marvel reaches out to, to Vin Diesel. It's it's very it's a very odd move though, because it almost feels like a tactical move. Like, hey, Marvel maybe didn't reach out to me, but Yeah. Could they? I mean yeah. he, I it's a he weird did move. that thing before too where he posted the the picture of vision. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Vin's doing. Vin's also a great self-promoter. So be who interesting knows? if he was Vision. Maybe I, it's, it's not who I would. Could he be Thanos? It's yeah. could he be Luke Cage? I don't know about that. Some I, people are even thinking could he be Black Panther? Let's talk about he's, Black Panther. He's too American uh, for that role. I think. Yeah, he totally is. Uh, all right, Black Panther. Stan Lee. Uh, Whoops! Doing what Stan does, Whoops. blabbing. <laughs> he says that Black Panther is one of the Phase Three movies. Now, Stan might not be as much in the loop as he wants, but he did mention other movies that we do know are in Phase Three, like uh, Ant Man and and stuff like that. It's two words: Stan and Lee. <laughs> the man is optional. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that Black Panther hopefully will happen sooner than I definitely think Doctor Strange is one of them. Well, I mean, Feige's confirmed that he much. he is he has said he has said pretty much yes, but short of announcing like because you know uh, there's now yet another Marvel Phase Three movie that was recently announced, uh, an untitled one for July eighth, twenty sixteen. So. 
you know, I, I, I do think that maybe we're going to phase three is going to be about introducing a new face, uh, a new set of faces in case people like Hemsworth or Evans or Scarlett Johansson are kind of like chafing under their their pay yeah. arrangements. I do like that. I, I do want to see the Avengers shuffled a little bit. I do think it's going to be interesting. And like we've talked about before, maybe Hawkeye won't be back or it will be used. Maybe Hawkeye a, shouldn't be back. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't be back. Maybe he'll be used in a limited role. We'll, we'll see. That, that hasn't really been talked about, by the way. We haven't heard, yeah. we haven't heard Hawkeye. I think he's Hawkeye. just going to disappear. We haven't heard Hawkeye talk at all about. They just. I, I felt like that character was a non-character. You know. Well, we'll see because you know that's one of the characters. I don't think too many people would be precious about him returning in a different form. You know, it's kind of yeah. like Don Cheadle and, and you know replacing Terrence Howard in the Iron Man movies. I mean, I'm sure there are people. It's who, no knock on Renner. They just he, there was nothing really for him. I I like Renner a lot. I mean, I think he's a great actor. I just think. Yeah, that that movie is probably not the right movie for him. Um, one other thing about Marvel Phase Three is that Edgar Wright has denied rumors that uh, Army Hammer was up for the role of Ant Man. Yeah, I mean, I I want somebody different than Army Hammer for Ant Man. I don't even know who I want for Ant Man. Yeah, I don't either. But it's not him. I think it's somebody somebody that fits a little bit more with the Edgar Wright sensibility, and it doesn't seem like him. It's too bad that Sam Rockwell was already Justin Hammer. Mm. So I'd kind of like to see him. Do yeah, it, yeah. You know? So I don't yeah, know. He'd be interesting. But I think you need a more wisecracky guy, you know? Mm. A little bit more. You need you need an ass. You need... Yeah. You need oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> uh, don't we all, Jim? <laughs> don't we all? Um, let's see. Oh, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and 3. Now, they... Well... They're doing Amazing Spider-Man 3 and 4, so as a result of that, Mary Jane Watson won't show up until Spidey 3, and Shailene Woodley, then, who had been cast in the second movie and apparently filmed a few scenes, has now been cut, and she probably won't be back to play the role because she's part of the Divergent franchise, and I don't think any of this is going to really work out now that's what they're saying i mean we'll see maybe she will come back i doubt it or maybe she really wasn't working in the role too yeah yeah i i suspect that what happened was they got into filming and they're like oh my god we got so many characters and so many things going on yeah obviously the gwen stacy story is the gwen stacy story i don't think i need to say more for spider-man fans so obviously that's going to happen um and then, and then you know, it makes sense that then you would have Mary Jane in the next movie, and maybe they were like, it just doesn't make sense to like tease her and then have her come in the next movie. You mean like what they did with Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man Three? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. So, I, I was saying it could be one or the other. Maybe, maybe there wasn't good chemistry. That's possible. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, I, I kind yeah, of who knows? I, I mean, I maybe think I think it's a, I think it was scheduling. a problem on paper too. Like they just realized like. We're shoehorning in a character that it, it's actually smart of them to do that then if, you know, there's fan service and then there's, you're ruining your own story. Yeah, I, I like I like that move. And I think what happened was if you move that character to the third installment, you know, and that's not necessarily scheduled because that that in the announcement of, of three and four came pretty yeah neck and neck. So. Like you got to think that she's going to have some commitments with Divergent if they if that becomes a franchise that's going to be competing. Yeah. So um, I I don't know I I kind of feel like she's a she's a capable very good actress and I actually liked her for Mary Jane. Yeah. Um, 
See, I think so, I, I, I do wonder too if it was for her. It was just like a paycheck role because she had come off of uh, the Descendants and mm. all that, and then maybe she, once she got Divergent, she's like, eh, "Can <laughs> I be? Should I play the the girlfriend in in the third movie of a, a rebooted series, or can I be the lead in a brand new thing?" It's you know? not the girlfriend. It's Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see some other Marvel stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy. As we know, opens August 1st, 2014. But guess what's going to open up opposite it, Chris? What? Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> mommy porn itself. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Is that Aaron I, Johnson confirmed for that? No, but that's it's his uh, his baby mama is, is his directing wife. it. His wife, yeah. Sam Taylor Wood or Johnson or Sam Taylor Wood, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy should sweat a little. Uh, oh, that sounds. I, I, I think know. Fifty Shades it's is going to so give Guardians audience. a spanking. <laughs> God, it's such a different audience. It's such. But a I don't audience. know. I think. I think that you know that's a huge pop culture phenomenon. I mean, here's, here's the here's the thing you do if you're a mom. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the theater. You take the kids. You to you throw them in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you go get your uh, <laughs> you go get your S and M on in the other theater. Mommy will be outside having a cigarette when you're done with your <laughs> talking raccoon movie. Oh my God! Um, that, but, I just think of the horrible childhood childhoods that pairing is going to make. <laughs> that awkward conversation. And then mommy How was, was all sweaty. <laughs> How was the movie, mommy? It was awesome. It was wonderful, darling. Uh, <laughs> I hope that's not your mom, anybody listening out there. It's me, your Aunt Ruth. How are you? <laughs> um, let's see. We did a, 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 a live stream this week for the Wolverine. We did indeed. I'm going to embed it in the story so you can see what you missed. We gave away tickets to the movie. We debutted some, <laughs> they some uh, exclusive images from the movie, character images. Um and, you know, you can watch it. We won't, you know, talk at length about the movie except to say that it's definitely coming up. Comic-Con is two weeks away. Uh, although nothing has been confirmed, we would be very surprised if the Wolverine isn't part of Comic-Con considering it opens up about a week after it. Yeah, I think there'll be some – I think there'll be some presence there. I just – I. Nobody knows what it is, but we'll see. I, I bet you, I bet you, Brian Singer and Jackman show up for Days of Future Past. If they could get Dinklage too, that would be fantastic. But it, may, uh, it makes sense that he would be there actually, because he's going to be there already for Game of Thrones. So yeah. it, it might make sense. To it would be pretty awesome if if the Dink the took the stage for X Men. I don't know if anybody calls him that, but yeah, I was just what I, Alf was on TV the other night, and there's that awesome yep. scene in the <laughs> in the boardroom with Peter Dinklage and, and Will Ferrell. That is just I thought you said so. Alf. No, Elf. Okay, Elf. I was thinking Elf. The Elf. yo, the the, 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 the my, alien. Maybe my Wisconsin <laughs> accent coming through. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we uh, the the Wolverine. We did a whole hour long chat, uh, you and me and and Greg Miller. So check that out. Um, uh, I will, Jim. I you will. will. You out. will check that out. Apparently, we did quite a good job on there. Um, <laughs> Justice League and Batman. Christian Bale said this week, "No, I'm not playing Batman again. It's done. It's over. There'll be a new Batman for Justice League if they make it." I'm, uh, you know, please stop asking. Yeah, I would say <laughs> now's the time to stop asking him that question. Yeah, it's just over. I think I think he is uh, he is hung up the call and. Uh, Good, you know. I mean, yeah, I love Christian run. Bale. He had a wonderful run. 
Um, so, you know, thank you, Christian Bale. Um, let's see. William Fickner has confirmed that he is playing Shredder in the Ninja Turtles reboot Shredder. that Michael Bay is producing. Um, there had been rumors that a draft of the script, the character was actually called Shredder, and he was a military man, and that the uh, the foot, right? That's their... Yeah, yeah. Because I we just got through talking about the Wolverine and the hands, yeah. I'm, and I'm waiting and the dink. We've we've covered all the major body parts <laughs> at this point. Um, oh boy! But that uh, you know, you know that he is actually called Schrader, but that there's a reveal about his character and yada yada. And but yeah, so William Fickner, uh, the bad guy in Lone Ranger, is playing Shredder and Ninja Turtles. Nice, and he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. We've, We've had him in here, right? We've you... had him in here. He's a he's really he's a he's a he's a nice fella. Uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers getting a live F? action movie. What get what the f from from Sony? Come on. Uh, what, what, what thoughts, Chris? Come on. That's my thought. <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. Unless <laughs> I don't know they, what unless to they say do it, if they do a tongue in cheek, then I maybe would want to see it. If they did it like a send up, I might want to see it. But like, okay. if they're gonna do that movie straight. Oh my god! I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't. Dude, I, I. I have no love. I mean, what in my if heart. they did it as an animated movie though? Maybe I have no love in my heart for Captain Planet though. Like I'm not of that generation. I, it was like my brother's generation. So like I. I That'd be like Thunder the Barbarian oh. getting a movie. Oh, see now you want that or Captain Caveman. Actually, Thunder the Barbarian would make a terrible movie. It's not <laughs> a very good series, but I loved it. It was like it, for for something. It was like an elusive series when I was a kid. I loved like Dungeons and dragons and that went on for a while but like thundar i felt like showed up it was like a blip on the radar and it was like, it, like hey i'm here hey i'm gone yeah <laughs> i'm thundar so i always you know when you're a kid and you don't really understand about tv and you're like i don't i don't know when things like, where come did go. it go how yeah. come it's not on anymore? so every so every sunday i would like or yeah every um saturday i would i would wake up and and think maybe this week it'll be back on yeah <laughs> it was never back on it's gone yeah it it, it went for a ride out to the farm, you know. But Captain Planet to me, like it was very of that time, and I was it, I was already in college when that shit came out. So it was cheesy, and yeah. and you know my brother followed it, kind of liked it, I guess. But like, it's when you it's, say that you almost look embarrassed. Like, yeah, my my brother watched that. Like, <laughs> we tried to sp- save just, him from. I it, just want my brother to to have been cooler. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hate it, but he didn't. Way to go, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else have we got cooking here. Oh, my brother's plenty cool, by the way. Just in case he's listening. Uh, Terminator. It is a reboot. The next one. Uh, it was officially announced by the production companies. I wonder how it, much will cringe when he says I'll be back in it. <laughs> well, the rumor is that it might be Dwayne Johnson as the new Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger as a man who helps Sarah Connor's parents. So it'll be a period piece Hmm. and that they're so taken by the courage of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character uh, that they model the next line of Terminators after him. Interesting. Uh, But that's just a rumor. But what is fact is that the Terminator reboot is slated for release June 26, 2015. So here's, how 2015 is shaping up? Man. Star Wars Episode Seven. No, big deal. Avengers 2. Whatever. Um, Pirates 5. Nah. Uh, uh, um, uh, Mockingjay. Hunger Games. No. Uh, there's a shitload of stuff. Yeah, I, I rattled it off. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, Ant-Man. 
and uh, some other Marvel stuff, I think. Oh, I think the Fantastic Four reboot, if they ever actually make it. Is supposed That's to crazy, out. dude. I mean, it, now with all the franchises going, it's like every year is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But like the the year when Avengers 2 and Star Wars <laughs> Episode 7 comes out. Or the year Disney makes all the money. Oh, my God. Oh, plus uh, there's some Pixar stuff, too, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Insane. Wow. Um, wowie, wow, wow. You know what else is insane? Liam Neeson getting paid like $20 million to make Taken 3. <laughs> you know what's insane about that is that it's Taken 3, guys. How did it, <laughs> how did it make it there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, re- I still remember opening weekend for that movie. And, you know, even our review was performing really, really well on the site. And I think we were all like... That movie had already been out in Europe for like a year. We were all like, what is going on with this? Yeah. It's truly unpredictable, the box office. I mean, it's the kind of thing that in any other incarnation would have been direct-to-video yeah. or would have had Jason Statham and opened to $7 million. It's because Liam Neeson, man. He's, he's, he's kind of like, like the big Irish Chuck Norris of our time. He's, he's, like, uh, he's like an Irish John Wayne. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a good comparison, actually. Um, more like Ch- more like John Wayne than Chuck Norris, that's for sure. He's also, I mean, the fact that he is such a, a sympathetic figure and a, a, a good actor, too. It's like he he brings gravitas to things. Eh? I also think he's a good person. And I, th- I do yeah. think that at, at the end of the day, like... He projects that? There is, yeah. There there are people out there who want to go watch, like, good people do things, you know? Yeah. Like, and also, I, I it doesn't hurt that he's... Got that Irish accent that there's something kind of, and also he's kind of turning into like the really cool grandfather kind of guy at this <laughs> point. Like he's the old guy that can still break you in half, <laughs> you know, and, and that he's like six foot five or whatever, that he's just a ginormous yeah, dude. Yeah, enormous. Um, uh, let's see, Kick-Ass 2. Okay, so this was a big thing about a week or two ago now, but we since we didn't get a podcast. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Okay, so Jim Carrey, out of the blue, whoa, whoa. tweets that, you know, because of uh, the violence of the picture, he can't promote it or support it. He wishes it well. He doesn't, you know, mean it harm, but he had a change of mind after, you know, a, a spate of school shootings and especially um uh oh god I'm, Sandy I'm, Hook Sandy Hook, yes. Uh there's just unfortunately there's been so many I Too I drew many. a blank on which one he was referring to, but yes, the god awful tragedy in Sandy Hook where all the children were killed and but he cites that as the reason why he can't support this level of violence and if he had to do it over again he probably wouldn't do the movie and blah 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 but you know it's kind of like there had been many many awful violent tragedies that had befallen the american people before you signed on to make this movie and and took your paycheck yeah so why you know really why now do you just not want to face the heat or be asked about you know, gun control questions. He's a big gun control proponent. And of course he's, you know, even though his character uses rubber bullets in the movie. I do feel like you sign up for something and, you know, maybe... You're making maybe a f- commitment to it. Well, no, no. I actually have a different pers- perspective than that. I, I actually... You're I not making a commitment to it. <laughs> I don't mind that... Here's the thing. Like, I, I understand how this hurts this production, but... 
I don't really agree with people who are like, you got to give your money back, or why did you take money for this, or whatever. You know, like, he did, it seems like he genuinely changed his mind about how he felt, you know, in that time. And But just don't go to the junket. Why announce it publicly and make a spectacle of yourself? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, I think from his perspective, he maybe felt like he was making a statement about violence then. And But but the movie is going to me, meet out that yeah, statement. Then it's going to be hypocritical. I don't know, I... We have to allow for people to be able to change their minds in the world, I think, you know, yeah. and, and be able to, like, stand up for what they, th- they believe is right. But he was such a big fan of the first Kick-Ass. And again, yeah, like, that's it's what I not understand. like, I mean, there were other horrible shootings before Sandy Hook, and yet he still made the movie and he still liked the first Kick-Ass. So I don't understand why months after Sandy Hook, he's using that as the reason for why now he can't promote his movie it makes me wonder about the content of the movie more than anything well there is if anybody has read the uh the graphic novel there is a sequence that a lot of people are curious how they're going to if they're really going to go there with some of it so like that's i think that's where But that's really more on chris mintz plass's character well I, i think that's where i'm at with it it's like if because I can see this happening. You go and you shoot this movie, and you're shooting your scenes, and you're shooting whatever you do. And then you, you're not aware how something's fully going to come together, and then you see the rough cut of it, and it affects you emotionally. And then you withdraw. Like, I could see that happening. Okay, yeah. You know, like, because... But just, again, like, just tell the studio privately. You don't need to, like, well, make a song and dance about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think if there is a if there is a sort of thing that he could have done differently in this case, it's that, you know? Um, because, I, yeah, I mean, it's so complicated. It's a complicated I mean, issue. We'll, uh, we'll definitely, I mean, be following this more as closer to the movie's release if there's any follow-up from it. I'm, I'm sure somebody somewhere will get an interview with him where he has to talk about this. There has to be something in his contract where it's like you have to at least do one interview. Yeah. Like there's got to, I mean, even if it's like Vanity Fair or something. I don't think... To be honest, I don't think this hurts the movie if he gets that one interview because if he gets that one interview and that interview Everyone's is like, gonna... here's what I here's what well, I didn't want to do. In a about weird it. way, this has probably raised the movie's profile more in the general public. Well, because it's not like it's not like Universal's not going to be able to use his image to sell this movie. Oh yeah, and they're totally going to be able to do that. So it's not like Jim Carrey, blah blah blah, isn't going to be out there on TV all the time. It will be. So um, you know, you're just not going to see him on on Letterman or something. Huh? I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to say too much. Well, I don't know. I was going to say I don't think he's going to say too much more about it publicly on Twitter and whatnot. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it could turn into a whole thing. Now we did talk about uh, Comic Con coming up. Let's tell you a little bit about some of the things that are going to be there now. The final schedule or schedule as they say across the pond, has not been uh, uh, posted yet. We're suspecting it's probably going to come out next week. Next week, because the holiday, like, the they usually post it, um, you know, the Thursday schedule on a Thursday, the Friday schedule on a Friday, and all that kind of thing. Well, obviously, this week with the 4th of July holiday here in the States, uh, that throws that off. So we don't think that they're going to post on the 4th of July, but who knows? Right. You know, it, because if you don't post the Comic-Con schedule, then the terrorists win. Which is, you know, <laughs> let's just be honest about this. It is true. Uh, Ender's Game is going to be there. Divergent is going to be there. Riddick is going to be there. The X-Files 
uh, reunion anniversary, anniversary yeah. is going to be there, and Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are going to be there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, Catching Fire will be there. I Frankenstein will be there. Um, Sony is bringing RoboCop. And they actually just released a press release about this, which I have not actually. Cloudy with the chance of meatballs. Cloudy with the chance of meatballs too. And uh, Amazing Spider-Man too will be there as well. Uh, Did they mention Elysium? They did not. That is strange. I kind of feel like Elysium's not going to be there. That's um, really I just weird. don't know. I, I think I think the it reason is that... It didn't make a huge impression on the last Comic-Con, which was really surprising to me. The cast is um, the cast is spread out right now, I think. I think, you know, there are people who are, like, filming internationally. And so I, I really think that, that the last Comic-Con was their blast, and then they're going to just follow up with a junket and, you know... Yeah. And it'll just be re- the regular publicity cycle for that. Plus, it's um, coming out in August, which is not like the prime time for movies to come out. Uh, you know what is going to be at Comic-Con? And I just got the press release. Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios with Thor the Dark World and Captain America the Winter Soldier. So, And Kevin Feige is going to be there. So, mm, yes, it's going to be very cool. That's going to be on Saturday, July 20th. Um, and then Sony, let's see, what else did they say they would bring? They are bringing uh here we go okay sony is bringing robocop which is going to be fans first real look at the uh at the reboot um you know obviously we've only seen the the set pictures but now it'll be a a chance to get sort of a a better look um joel kinnaman is going to be there who plays robocop sam jackson is going to be there and abby cornish and the director uh and then amazing spider-man 2 we're expecting Mark Webb, Andrew Garfield, Jamie Foxx, and Dane DeHaan, who plays Harry Osborn. Now, this is a bit of a spoiler rumor. So if you guys don't want to hear this, skip forward about a minute of this podcast. So I'm going to give you a chance now to scrub, 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 scrub. scrub. (laughs) Okay, so here's the rumor about Dane DeHaan and Spider-Man 2. We know he plays Harry Osborn. This might not be true, but it kind of makes sense that Norman Osborn never becomes Green Goblin in this series, only Harry, hmm. and that he'll become it either at the end of the second movie or in the third film. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be curious uh, to, to see if they if they if they do that. Um, let's see what else is coming to Comic Con. Oh, uh, I think I don't know is Machete Kills coming. I thought uh, DreamWorks is going to be there with uh, DreamWorks Animation with How to Train Your Dragon Two. With Mr. Peabody and Sherman, um, and with uh, I think Turbo is going too, even uh, though that opens that week. But uh, Snoop D O double G. Yeah, I mean we'll see if Snoop will be there. Did I? I told you guys about the how they did the event at um, E three, right? E three, and I I told this story yeah. right on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He came out and basically started. He's like, what we like to do, uh, uh. uh he goes, what do we like to do? Smoke. Yeah, motherfucking right. <laughs> and he's like, go see Turbo July 19th. And it's ah, like, so okay, good. Snoop, thank you. So good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's about it news-wise. Uh, oh, actually, one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Steven Spielberg and DreamWorks are looking to do um, a, another screen adaptation of... Uh, uh, John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath. So, five bucks says that Tom Hanks will be the uh, Tom Joad character. Hmm, interesting. 
know. Yeah, I don't know that I want to see that movie. Yeah, again. I mean, uh, Spielberg isn't, uh, he's just supposed to produce it, but, you know. Do you want to tell the listeners about some of our plans for Comic-Con? Yeah, so um, we are... You know, I believe on, a press release went out about one aspect of it. Yeah, so we're we're going to be partnering with um, uh, The World's End and doing a pub crawl um, that anybody can participate in um, that will lead up to our... As long as you're over 21. Yeah. 21 will, and over. We'll lead up to our party. Um, we're having a party on Thursday night. Um, and so if you participate in the pub crawl, you may be um, able to get tickets. Um, it's, if you it's can stumble over a, there. Yeah, it's going to be sort of a... a, a I don't want to say it's a contest or a giveaway. It's some some possible way to win tickets um, to get uh, to go to the IGN and uh, World's End party at Comic Con, um, which should be quite nice. Um, and in addition to that, um, well, actually, I'm going to save that. Stay tuned to IGN.com for more information. Yeah, about we're what not we'll going to Comic Con. We're not going to have a podcast next week because well. No, we, we can we can podcast next yeah, week. Yeah, next okay. week we won't have one. The we won't. Following yeah, week. we won't have one uh, the following week. Um, so just to keep that uh, on your radar. But we will be. We're gonna really, have a lot of really cool stuff. covering the show um, at at Comic Con. So if you haven't really tuned into our Comic Con coverage at IGN, um, this is the year to do it. IGN.com. Um, make sure you come to the site. Don't just wait for the podcast because there's gonna be cool stuff. Oh my on. God, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, I wish we could say more, but uh, I'm following Carl's lead and keeping my, my, my trap shut about Keep it. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, he beats me, people. He beats me. Um, so uh, let's see. What's opening up this weekend? Oh, gee, Despicable Me 2 and Lone Ranger are already out. It's unfair because they've already, you know, started. Yeah, we already kind of know how this is going to shake out. But Despicable Me is just a juggernaut. It's projected to make just on the, the regular three-day weekend uh, in the range of 80 million, um, and then it's projected to make for the from basically today through Sunday something like between 100 and 110 million dollars. Whereas the Lone Ranger is only projected to make like maybe up to 70, which you would think is sounds okay, but considering that thing costs like 260 million just to make. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I I don't know. Did, I, well, here's, should Disney have pulled the plug on that? Thing? Here is the fly in the ointment, though. Internationally, that movie might play well. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll definitely see it. Because it's Johnny Depp. It's action, you know? Yeah. Pirates plays well internationally, so. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, God knows Alice in Wonderland made a billion dollars, and that thing was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last couple of Pirates movies sucked and they made over a billion each yeah. so we'll see uh i'm gonna say should we just do the three day just for the sure. weekend okay i'm gonna say despicable me too with 82 million cool lone ranger second place i'm gonna say 28 million Woo! flipping it oh wow yeah i didn't even realize that and then I you I'm said gonna, it was gonna make 70 million that's for the five day uh, I'm saying that if we're just doing the three-day projection. Oh, I see. Um, and then I think... Um, yeah, so you think you actually think that Lone Ranger is going to make all its money up front, is what you're saying, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Uh, I don't think it's going to do that well. You, you think no good word of mouth is essentially what you're saying. <sighs> I, I just don't feel any excitement for the movie from people. And you think eighty million after like a decent opening, so it's going to probably be in the range. The uh, it'll make over a hundred million um, 
by Monday. This but I'm saying tough. just this in the three days, I think it's going to make... This one's tougher to do, I have to say, doing it this way. But... Um, Okay, I think. Uh, are you, Why do you want to do, do the five day you're gonna two do f- to go to go with it? Or? Nah. No. Okay. So I I think Despicable Me Two is gonna do. It's gonna be a little more front loaded. So I'm gonna say seventy seven million for okay. that over the three days, and then uh, Lone Ranger. I I I think it. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think it's gonna be about twenty seven million, um, over uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I do think it'll de- do some decent business up front. To, yeah. To get up to that, um, like the seventy million dollar prediction. But you know what else is opening up this weekend, but on only eight hundred screens is uh, Kevin Hart. Let me explain. It's a stand up doc uh, concert documentary. So that's out there. We had an exclusive clip from it in the site this week. So I actually think if you're a fan of his, go check that out. Call me crazy, but I think that Monsters University is probably going to come in second. Actually. Oh yeah. No. Uh, well. Jesus, yeah, you're right. Yeah, let me let me <laughs> let me do that. All right, so Lone Ranger third place. I'm gonna say uh, with 27. Monsters, you. I'm gonna say second place with. I'm gonna say 29. 29 million, and I'll say 28 million because uh, I I do think that that's it'll be a tight race between that. It's Lone gonna Ranger. be interesting though because uh, I don't know that such two such big iconic. Uh, animated movies have been out at the same time. But think about it: if you can't get the kids into Despicable Me, oh yeah, I know. Guess what, kids? Gonna awesome. go see the monsters again. We'll see monsters again, or we'll see it for the first time. You know? Yeah, because uh, we'll see. Daddy it. was not attentive and didn't take you that weekend. Wow, Daddy, you ass. Daddy <laughs> problems. Um, all right, folks. Oh wait, wait, wait. We actually had a reader email that I want to uh, I want to get to. We just got it today. I thought it was a very nice email. One second. It is from uh, a reader named Nico. Oh, yeah. And Nico, I, I apologize if uh, I don't, I couldn't tell your gender if you were man or I'm woman man. or beast. <laughs> oh, now I, I can't bring up the email. By oh, the way, I'm Jim, sorry, beast Nico. isn't a gender. It is if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're looking. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Let's see here. Hold on. Uh, Nico, your email is already. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So I thought that was very interesting. Uh, it was, uh, Nico was asking about social media, you know, with directors like Mark Webb and Brian Singer using Twitter and Facebook. And I would throw uh, Vin Diesel in there as well yep. for kind of promoting their movies and revealing images and stuff. Uh, what's your take on social media? Is it ruining or enhancing our film-going experience? Uh, Nico is one of those people that kind of wants to doesn't really want to see anything and the fact that so much stuff does get purposely kind of revealed even if it's just an image or a piece of casting or something like that yeah you know uh, you know what do we think of that um thank you for your question nico it's a good question um uh let's see oh um i think that it actually doesn't i think what it what it is it's, it's part of them and by them, I mean just sort of the studio machine and the filmmaker uh, controlling the message of their movie and the delivery of information. Because, as you know, as somebody who's online reading sites like ours, but more, more so our competitors who are really out there to kind of reveal spoilers about the movie and, and stuff like that, that it's it's a way for them to control the parceling out of information and frankly, the spin on it to some degree. Yeah. Um, 
I think, you know, X-Men Days of Future Past, if they weren't doing that, there would probably be the anticipation level for that movie would be a little different because people would be like, oh, great, you know, <laughs> who's going to be in the movie? Th- or, you know, it's just the fact that Singer is making this something to be excited about. Yeah. You know, um, but your thoughts, Chris Carl? Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I I think kind I, of. I get that less is more mentality of, you know, like by the time Dark Knight Rises hit, you know, it wasn't it wasn't even the fault of the studio. It was about speculation from every little bit of everything that you're came looking out. right at me no well, <laughs> you know, i mean obviously people want to talk about it we wanted to talk about it oh, as yeah. much as anybody else but it's it's the problem of the internet age and, and the age we live in it's the information age you want to know everything about something sometimes to your own detriment you know like yep. i don't actually i don't a lot of times I don't even know what I want. So <laughs> when, yeah. when I get it, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. I wish I hadn't known that. Um, like Lincoln, completely spoiled for me. <laughs> I was, you know, I was able to sort of like thankfully save myself from certain twists over the years. And, and some of them were spoiled. And it was such a bummer that things were spoiled. Like the Kaiser Soze thing in, in, uh, in oh, um, that was spoiled Usual Suspects was spoiled by Entertainment Weekly. Stupidly. And you know, they actually spoiled Star Trek Into Darkness, too. Remember, they accidentally labeled Cumberbatch as... Sorry, spoiler. Wait, 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 con. <laughs> um, you know, even though we all kind of guessed that, but it was the fact that it was just yeah. like... Yeah, so I I hate I hate that feeling where, like, if I had just avoided this information, it would have been a better experience for me. Um, but it's that, it's that like razor's edge where I want to kind of know more about the stuff that I love, you know? Yeah. So I think they're trying to walk that edge and I think sometimes it dips into too far. But the one thing I would say is like, I don't, I don't follow those profiles. And although we comment on it on the site, I've been able to avoid like most of the stuff on, yeah, on, yeah. on, on, on those things. And it's like, except for that Spidey two thing I just dropped in. <laughs> but it's, it's like you, you can you can kind of choose to partake as much as you want, but Twitter is a is a foul mistress because it will just pop up and just <laughs> and just give you something that uh, you, awful. you didn't really want to know. Like you do not want to be on Twitter when Game of Thrones is on. You don't want to be on Twitter when like any big cultural anything is happening. So yeah. or yeah. you know my my main problem with the information it's even age rough is with sports too. Like sports. If, I was if, just gonna say. Oh, okay. Yeah, sports is the is the thing that always gets spoiled for me because. I time shift my sports watching sometimes. Like I'll be, I'll well, be the like feeds are off just by a few <laughs> seconds, and it's it, exactly. all the difference. Huh? I, I'll, I'll DVR my thing, or I'll go to the bathroom, I'll, or God forbid, I record an entire game and then like wake up and watch it later. On the on the West Coast, you know, games start at 10 a.m. So I'm yeah. not gonna wake up at 10 a.m. every day. You hardly wake up on time for work. That's damn <laughs> true, Jim. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Uh, I believe the Keeping It Real at IGN.com email address is working okay now. Yep. So shoot us uh, your thoughts over there. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, with Ms. Roth Cornett, who is on vacation this week. Enjoying uh, the sun and the fun. And uh, we will uh, bring you more next week about plans for, for Comic-Con. And uh, hopefully even some more cool announcements. So thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you all next time.